Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Um, in today's episode, I'm joined with Karen, and th- this is going to be a really long-awaited episode on, on the podcast today, um, because we we I think when we first talked about this probably a year ago now, but um, we're here, um, and we're finally here. But it's going to be really great to speak about the Karen today um, in a, a great series, All Autistic Assemble for um, Autism Acceptance Month. So, uh, Karen, would you mind uh, doing a little introduction of yourself? Sure. I am an autistic advocate. I work in special education, and I was a case manager for three years in school. I also work for, I'm just starting a position with a DVU, which is Disability Voices United here in California. And I work with um, Carol Jean Whittington and the NeuroDrive team, um, which is a subdivision of Mind Your Autistic Brain. So um, I'm the director of accommodations and accessibility. So I, yeah, it's me in a nutshell work-wise. And I really just want to help people is why I became, started doing this, right? Like I am who I am because I like to help people. And I'm so excited to finally be here. Uh, my schedule got insane. Your schedule got insane. And it was like, finally, like the moment was right. And we finally get to meet the third yeah. time was- it was probably the best time to do it. <laughs> yeah, right. Just meant to happen. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was it, it was good that it happened today because, like, I think we both said before that this is our last thing of like that we're doing today. Um, so like we've got a lot of time to speak about loads of different stuff that 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 that, that we're going to speak about. Um, so yeah, so you're Carol Jean. Um, how 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 long have you uh like I guess how long have you known her like how how long have you worked currently? I started out on her podcast and she and I hit it off like you and I did, and then she was like, "Hey, I'm doing this neurodrive," and I'm like, "Okay." She's like, "You want to join the team?" And I'm like, "Sure." Um, I'm the youngest on the team actually, <laughs> and I just feel like in awe of all these other women I get to work with. I mean, they are OGs, incredible in their field. And I'm like, I feel like I'm the newbie who's like, this is awesome. <laughs> um, and kind of coming into my own as a woman. Uh, I love neurodive because all neurodistinct women, um, each of us has a disability and we're all females. So really empowering that female voice that a lot of people say like in autism isn't heard as much, but also like across the board, a lot of times the disabilities, females are not listened to. So I, yeah, I've known her, I've worked there, God, I think it's been three years. So I'm really excited. We're doing like an IEP course for parents and guardians. Um, in the works down the road will be one for teachers, all that jazz. So I help out with the workforce, you know, businesses, et cetera. So it's been, it's been really fun. Like it's really helped me own my advocacy in a way I would have never dreamt I could. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's really good because, um, like I I I always feel like 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 with like females and, and males if like in the diagnosis system where they should possibly even get separate diagnosis and don't put them all in kind of the same like area like because like it it, it takes it, it's 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 different isn't it so it, it's not going to be under the same. Yeah. So for example, uh, when I used to guest lecture at colleges, I would tell teachers like future teachers, I should say. Um, it shows differently, like autism shows differently in women than it does men <laughs> sometimes. And so like that, for example, I'm very social. And so people are like, 
she can't be autistic. She's too social. And little do they know, like I was taught how to be social, right? Like I had to go to resources and like be taught like how to make eye contact, how to look at people, how to like be engaging, how to listen. These are all things I had to be directly taught. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a big believer in early diagnosis too. Um, I was diagnosed at 18 months, which is like the gold standard. That's like the dream. Yeah. Um, they were like, we think she's autistic at 18 months. By the time I was three, they're like the official diagnosis. Came. Um, so I just, I think that also really helped me out because I grew up autistic, right? So even though I didn't know what my parents did, I think that really helped a lot compared to I've heard stories about the later diagnosed people who were later diagnosed and I'm just truly in awe of them too right like that is a totally different life you've lived than me whose family always knew so I yeah. think that you know every story matters truly definitely I I, I completely agree like as I, as I was growing up I, I I was diagnosed at nine nine years old um and most people I found most people around that age or just like growing up young or or yeah. th- that was the main age for people getting diagnosed. I never, I, I've never known now. Like even more so now, you get people with their forties, people in the face. You you get them having a diagnosis more now, which I think is great. It just shows that, like, it makes it even more better actually that that's happening now because you, it's not just a one age thing. Like loads of people can get diagnosed at all sort of different ages now. Yeah, and not even that. Like I, I couldn't imagine living my whole life knowing something was different and not knowing what the name was, right? Knowledge is power. Um, and so for me, like I work with women who were later diagnosed in life and it's just, wow. I mean, I'm in awe of them because they're like, I feel like I'm a failure in some sense. And I'm like, no, you guys are incredible. <laughs> like, wow. Like the clients I've worked with, I'm like, you guys, like, this is amazing. And I will say another big barrier to this is just, it's so hard to get diagnosed. <laughs> like, like the barrier of resources for adult diagnosing, you know, schools have really upped the game on diagnosing, like compared to when I was younger um, to now, like there's a great improvement there. Um, in fact, funny story, my advocacy actually began as an IEP advocate for parents who didn't want their children to be autistic. And I came in to kind of coach them through that, right? Being like, it's okay. I know there's a bad stigma. Like, so I came in from like this empathetic, really, let's talk this out because you're not a bad person because you don't want your child with this label. It's more so I like, let, how do we work through this so they can get the help they need? And it's, I mean, that's the other sadder part is like in the United States, there are way more resources for parents, for kids, right? Like kids have way more resources for diagnosing, like during schools and all that, like the government and other people help you pay for Whereas an adult, you're kind of SOL. So I think that that's also something, you know, there are parents who have kids who are diagnosed who suddenly discover they are themselves also. So I just think it's super important to just, you know, that's why I said I'm so grateful in that weird way, right? Like I have a diagnosis and I've worked with a lot of clients where I'm like, they're adults and they want the diagnosis and then some don't because it's too expensive. And there's a lot of barriers in the way of a diagnosis. And yet with the diagnosis, you can get supports, but yet, and that's where it sucks. I'm like, the world is so not accommodating as much as I wish it would be. So it is. And like, I, when I ask people like 
I've had people who have been older diagnosed because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested. I love people that get diagnosed the same time as me same. because I think it's the best time to get diagnosed. Uh, early on, it's it's all sorted. Like, um, don't have to worry about which I think it's really hard. Say you're in your thirties or your late twenties, and you've done your education. You, you probably have a full time job, perhaps at that at that point in your life, um, and you have. You, you 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 don't know what's happening like why am I doing things like this why am I struggling to look at someone in the eyes why can't I do that um and then yeah I I, I think whenever you get diagnosed it's hard it's it's hard like um but I think the best part is if you could because even with a diagnosis it's very hard to get the support you need in education I think anyway but once you do have yeah. that diagnosis of, aut- of autism, it helps. It helps saying that you may be put in a, a certain classroom, you may get the support you need. But even so, um, it's hard at the same time to admit you're autistic to people, maybe members of staff and in the environments, because you don't want them to think that you need help all the time. Um, I, was, I was put in a way where I would tell them if I needed help, if I was just... Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think it's always... It, especially good I mean as I went to a special education environment as well where they would actually look over you and actually think do you actually need help without asking it which I think is great because in a mainstream environment from my experience that they I'm getting on the work I'm doing it um, I'm, I'm fine when oh, I weren't I, de- I definitely wasn't I just couldn't be asked because they didn't know what they were doing <laughs> yeah no it, it it's such a spectrum of teachers and how they deal with autism yeah. <laughs> autism specifically in a weird way. So like ADHD, ADD, and autistics, like teachers have a really big stigma about them. And I really like the program I went to because they all like really push past that stigma. Like even if you're general education, push past that. Um, and it's so important because in this case, like, you know, these kids are getting prejudged that they can and can't do things that they could. Um, you know, or like teachers will reduce the workload and it's like, why are you doing this? They don't need that. So it's like making sure not only that like you get the right support <laughs> because I a huge part of it is self-advocacy. And sadly, we, you know, I'm in America here and it's like we really struggle with teaching kids to be self-advocates. And many across this nation I've worked with and even internationally, like struggle with this. Like they don't know how, how to vocalize their needs, wants, and desires. And that's that for me kills me because like I couldn't be where I am today without having done that. Like I had to become my own advocate first before I could advocate for others. And I have found some of the strongest advocates are similar. Like we had to become our own advocates first and then we can help other people. And so I think that, you know, in this way, you know, like a big question I've always wondered and no one can really answer, right? Is like, how do we change that, right? How do we like change that for where like, oh, it just bothers me, sorry. Yeah, it, it does bother me too. Like that we're still in, we're in 2023 now and we're still doing the same thing. Um, And like, I I, I say like, I, like to, to um people, to, to people that ask like um about, about certain questions and 
it's it's hard to repeat yourself a thousand times. Like I remember, like before before uh, like lockdown and like um at the start of the pandemic, I I went to this work experience place and I uh no one knew what autism was, not one person. Um and first I I I thought you must be joking, like you can't be serious. Like I I I thought they'd be sarcastic for uh for a second. Um. And then like they weren't there with being deadly serious. And then I'm around the table. Oh. I'm 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 around the table explaining what it was. But the annoying thing well it weren't the annoying thing was because at the time I've had to explain of Crohn's that I have as well. And um I had to explain that what each are and in the way they are very similar in ways, but but like one is the disease and one isn't, but they affect everyone differently, like being autistic will affect everyone differently. Crohn's will affect yeah. everyone differently. And I said, yeah. I may need, I might have struggled for after help. Because so I, I, like in new environments, I do struggle to even communicate, even look at people. Um, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Like how you, how you feel being like that. But uh, like, it's easier like this, like we are today. Like just speaking like this. I find it so much easier than right. an in-life event. Because last year, I did a talent show, an autistic talent show, um, for the Mike School Council, which I told you about this book beforehand. Um, and I, it's the first event I've done in a, in a long time, um, especially an in, inside indoor event. Um, yeah. and I, I said like, I I did it with like someone else. It wasn't just me on my own. Um, and as soon as I got to the microphone at the front, well, it's gonna be easy. I I do a podcast. Um, I, I, it's easy. I I speak to people loads all the time, and then I thought, oh, people are just staring at me. Everyone's staring at me, and it's so much different to just this. Like I know when it when it goes out, uh, when it 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 will be out now for people listening and watching it. But for yeah. us, it's just us two having a, a casual chat. But in person, you have loads of people just staring at you, and then um, it's harder, but. I did enjoy I I I I I did enjoy doing the talent show because the good thing about the talent show was there was no overall winner. Like everyone we just showed yeah. showcased talent of of autistic people. Um and it and it was very good. Um but yeah, it's it's just those things about people that like what they think autism is and to what that people know what it is. And like the pandemic, there's a golden lining, right? Like in the workforce movement more so I'd say than education where there's this cool shift now where like we can work hybrid right we can do zoom <laughs> like it's kind of a norm now where like you can work completely remotely this used to be like only the office you know the kings and queens of like high corporations could do this and now it's more accessible to everyone and we can accommodate ourselves in our homes right like you and I we can just create a room of safe working environment and we don't have to rely on someone else to do this anymore. And so there's a really interesting kind of power dynamic that came out of COVID, which is this idea of like for many people who are neurodiverse, neurodistinct, you know, like we enjoyed like working from home and being able to have that freedom. And so I found that like in my own self, I am a very different person in the Zoom than I am in person. And I say that because like you said, there's social expectations there, right? Like you have to act a certain way, you know, body language. You can't see me from the waist down, right? You know, so, and that kind of 
has helped a lot with me, for example, because you brought up like that comorbid, right? Or like that we have autism and. (laughs) Like I know a lot of people who were autistic and we have another element. And for me, it's also medical. And it was a big thing I've had to talk to people about the difference between autism and my medical issue because they're different. Even though, yes, mine play into each other quite a bit. Like mine acts up when I'm overstimulated, but there's still, it's a different issue, right? I'm like, yes, I'm overstimulated, but this isn't just autism. This is a medical issue. Um, I have a seizure disorder. So it's like, this is my seizure. (laughs) Like it's very different than this. And I think for me, that has been like the biggest advocacy point I've had to start making because it was like, you know, people try to speak for me. And I think that's what, that's where I started vocalizing more because I found actually, even with other autistic advocates it happened recently um, and they just spoke for me and it was so triggering because it was a situation where they were upset with something going on and I was confused, right? And I'm like, I'm confused. I don't know. And I didn't know how to vocal. I mean, I was vocal, right? I was like, I don't like, I'm not upset. I just don't know. And it was so misconstrued um, that we don't even talk anymore, actually, me and these, this person because of what had happened. But it just really brought home this idea of like, I have my own voice. Let me use it, right? Like, I don't need others speaking for me. And some people do need that. And that's okay, too. But it's like, you have to be respectful of other advocates and their voices and how important they are. Because I think that like you and I have a very different perspective, right? Like on autism and our lives, but that's a good thing. Like that's empowering. And so I always am scared of the idea of being like a gatekeeper because I want the stories and people's out there. I just think that like the way in which we address each other has to change too. Like it's not even just neurotypical to neurodiverse. I think it's neurodiverse to neurodiverse too. And like 99% of the people, phenomenal, right? Like we hit it off. There's like that 1% that I'm like, come on. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it's it, it's so hard to talk to new people, isn't it? Like, um, like, 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 like you said about your, like your seizures and, and, and stuff and like a lot of people um have autism and someone else and like that, that's really common like um it like and it's completely it could be completely different to autism but in a way i think in the style of life i think that could it perhaps have something to do with autism in a way not like they're the same like it's just in the dna perhaps or something like that where it's meant to be <laughs> <laughs> something like that but it's like I got what you were saying because they are different though. So yes, they may correlate, right? Like I said, like when I'm overstimulated, I have seizures, but I have seizures for other reasons too. (laughs) Like it's not just that. And so I've had to like, more so actually in like a medical setting fight this than anywhere else, Um, even with doctor documentation, which is always a fun one. But I think that that's kind of, I know a lot of autistic people with like, they have comorbids is what that's called. So it's like you have autism and a different, either medical or other disability. And it's actually very, I forget the percentage, but I think it's like 70 to 80% have what's called a comorbid or a different, like an also. Um, And so, yeah, it's, they are, right? Like you're a person, it's connected. (laughs) But I always hate when people, I would like 
start shaking. They're like, are you having a seizure? And I'm like, no, I'm just stimming. <laughs> Chill. Yeah. Or the opposite when I'm actually really sick. Yeah. And you hear people shouting to be quiet, which is still my favorite, right? Yeah. I like the fact that you bring um, a, a percentage into it as well. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it's about that. Yeah. And it was yeah, it's great. Nice yeah. number. Yeah. Hey, so. you got to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. 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 Like, um, I... Yeah, literally, like, I I know about maybe three or four people that have autism and Crohn's like me, um, and yes. uh, that, that that's really rare. Um, well, I find it's rare. I, I even meet one with other, or one with, like, one with autism or one with Crohn's. It's very rare to have both. But you get a few people having it maybe falls under the, like, chronic illness kind of relying. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of people I find in the... Community, huh? I feel you on Chrome's. Chrome's is definitely a different, I don't want to say beast, but you know what I mean. Like, it's yeah. very different. Yeah. Um, but um, I think in some instances, they're very similar. So, like, um, because I, the drugs I take are like uh, uh, chemo drugs and stuff for like medication. Um, and because of that, I always, even now, it, I find it's much easier, harder now. Like, life is much harder now than when was all the lockdowns and all the rules were put in place it's, it's much harder now um because like i have to ask people to stand back like if, if you're going out or something um, and then they, they, they will take offense sometimes or they will just question you and saying they might be helping you um but anyway i think even with, like autism i can't be close to anyone because i panic or i just get really anxious about it i don't like close distance or anyway so maybe that was just the destiny to happen <laughs> i you know it's funny you say that because i love hugs and i'm a very touchy-feely person yeah and so this is why i always tell people ask <laughs> yeah, because i have been at like a teacher meeting and there are teachers shooing people away from me and i was like i don't need that like ask me, right because i was like i was like i don't need you shooing people away and yet for you and i've told people this they would love that right it's like Whew, I don't have to so that's where I'm like there has to be like a relationship and a rapport built with a person <laughs> like, yeah yeah you know, because yeah. That acting on that assumption isn't always helpful um yeah. and so it's so funny you bring up that touch because like for me I'm very touchy-feely yeah. um you know like I like getting hugs and everything and that's like so many people have told me well you can't be autistic you like being touched and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Um, that might not make no sense, does it? <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm like, it's such a spectrum, though, right? And that's why I love talking to different people because it's so important that like our stories be out there. Like, yeah. it's okay that I like touch and don't. It doesn't make us any less. It's different in a good way. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and that is, I do, I, I do like hugs. It's like any form of that kind of stuff, like um, lovey dovey kind of stuff that I do like. I, I, I much right. better, like. Like I would have to get to know. I won't have a stranger hug me, but like I have to know them or like like get to know them or. or, or See, I'm weird. I don't friends. mind a stranger. That's yeah. what I said. I'm I'm very okay with it, and I think yeah. that's where I love it though, because like, I've had doctors tell me like, be a cat, you know, like hold your boundaries. Like cats are really good at holding boundaries. She's like, and I feel like a lot of autistic people are. <laughs> She's like, you guys have different boundaries though. Mine is noise. 
do not yell at me. Do not be up in my face being obnoxiously loud. Like, and I work with kids, which is always everyone's Oh, no. <laughs> but and I, I don't mind with kids. I don't. It's a weird thing because I have an empathy. I'm like, they're trying to express something. So like, as they're yelling, I'm always like, what is behind the behavior? <laughs> um, but if an adult is doing it, I'm like, get that away from me. So that's why I said we find a way to cope though, right? Like you and I have found ways to like be ourselves and be a part of society and cope through, I don't call it symptoms, but like aspects of autism, right? Like definitely. Um, Like um, I used to care a lot what people thought like of me, um, like especially in school. Um, And then until um, I think maybe even, even during the pandemic and it was 2020 when I decided to do advocacy publicly about uh first it was about crimes i autism wasn't right. in, in my mind um but autism came to my mind when i see a load of people like doing it as well so i thought mix it i mix it up um and and do things about both and yeah it, it just made me think like i can I, I can i can i can do stuff but like there was a time where i, I would i was copy a lot of people i wouldn't be myself um I would I wouldn't be myself at all and yeah I think towards then like last few years I thought I don't care what people think about me anymore like like if they judge me for it I'll I'll just turn go away (laughs) yeah and I really was that way in high school my high school years were really and I sucked I was like I realized I had a lot of issues with friendships in high school because it was like everyone saw I was being fake and I was trying to like be neurotypical and normal. Um, and then I got really good at it in college. And then I broke like in college is when I began advocating as a guest lecturer. Um, and so I think that finding that place, right? Where you're like, I am who I am. And I think my seizure disorder really helped because I'm exhausted. <laughs> I don't have a lot of energy and I'm not going to waste it trying to appease other people. <laughs> You know, I'm like, I only got this much and I'm going to, no, like you said, right. You're like, I'm done. Um, and you know, I've been really blessed to have a really awesome husband who stood by me as my partner when we were dating and now we're married. Um, you know, and that it just helped. Like I never felt like I had to put a mask on with him, you know? So like, I was like, I have one person in the world that supports me unmasked totally myself and he was like I wish other people could see you and I'd be like why and he's like because you're awesome and so he helped me out too in that sense and then it was like you see me today I'm like you know what I am who I am like you right and we're like that's okay and I don't expect I don't need people to like you don't like me because I'm like I don't need your approval because a lot I get a lot of heat for working in education you know, I get a lot of heat um, for things. And I'm like, look, social media is more of like a business platform for me where I put on my like fake doll face and I'm like, hey, like this is business. Like this is how it's going to go. And these kind of, this is more that realness, that conversation piece, right? Where it's like, I mean, I'm not fake. Don't get me wrong. I'm too exhausted. But there is a certain, I wish people in our community would pick and choose our battles better. I know it's a metaphor, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, we're so busy combating so much. I wish the whole community would focus on, 
like a topic or two i think we would get so much more done <laughs> yeah i i i agree um i see a lot of the same topics get talked about a lot and um like there's so many topics that you can think about within within autism it should be a lesson in schools it, it just really should it, it should, it's yeah. it's a lesson that people should be having like uh maybe not on its own that you could just have a little bit a day just talk to people oh i know right like how do you talk to someone how do you say no like these are things that even i will say like as a middle school when i used to work in middle schools it's needed like all the kids need the support it's not even just sped anymore um, and I say that because a lot of people go, well, it's only a sped thing. I'm like, no, 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 it's everybody needs these supports, like everybody. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think like, you know, there are some topics where people hyper-focus on um, and then others where it's like, it goes under the rug. Accommodations is a huge one. We're workplace, right? Like, so many people struggle with workplace accommodations and yet i don't see a lot of attention being brought to this and yet the moment there are some advocates you talk about people first like we're just all over everything right you know it's like no you can't say person with autism um you know you have to say autistic person and i'm like my english degree comes out and goes it's the same thing <laughs> like, yeah using it as an adjective to describe a person but I understand the people first language too, right? Because they don't want to yeah. like demean someone. So it's, that's where it's like, I wish we would put like more energy into like intention of things. Like what is the real intention, you know, behind certain things? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I think like a lot of that, I completely agree, like, like, I would, it, like, by myself, like, I, if someone did talk about, say, like, I'm an autistic person, I much more prefer that yeah. than someone say, like, you're an autism person. Because you just make it, it just sounds better, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. No, and this is where, like, I tell people, I'm like, it's it's a preference, right? Like, and you have a right and reason to your preference. And so, like, I've been in IEPs where, as an advocate, this, this case manager was yelling at a parent and another service provider for not saying person with disability. And I'm like, we spent how much of this IEP on that? <laughs> we got a lot of other things to talk about. Um, and so that's where I get frustrated, right? When it's like, these things start impeding progress. Um, you know, they hyper fixate so much on this that you don't get to get past that. Um, and so I, everyone's like, that's an autism thing. I'm like, I've seen everyone do it <laughs> yeah yeah this so is I, definitely yeah yeah you know i think that our community is getting a voice autism is actually one of the newest or newer i should say beside they're trying to make covid right now be added you know as a disability um but uh you know we're new and there's been a lot of phenomenal progress made you know i i've been doing a shout out to um you know julian human who passed away you know, she started disability rights. She passed away last week. And so it's like, we are working off of the backs of our forefathers and foremothers, right? Who like worked really hard to get us where we're at. And I feel like part of this is like that intention piece is like, we need to acknowledge and keep moving on, 
right? Like acknowledge the progress made. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. There's so many international people that do really good work in the community and like you make really good friendships, don't you, from doing different things. Um, like, uh, like we can say a year ago doing, um, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, uh, that's true, right? Yeah. Like we wanted to do this interview. We like talked, we're like, come on. And it's like finally happened. And it's so cool. We could have this conversation and build friendships through a Zoom app. Right? Yeah. Like, Who could afford it? <laughs> yeah. And that's why I keep telling people, I'm like, COVID did change a lot of things. And I don't think it was all for the worse. And I loved the distance thing too, by the way. I loved having six foot feet between me and people. Um, I really actually love masks more. Yeah. Um, I'm asthmatic. And so a lot of people are like, don't you hate the mask? I'm like, no, I like it because if I'm mad, I can mumble to myself and no one can see me. <laughs> I just have to make sure I'm not too loud, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you could, like, yeah, I, I completely get that. And like, I, I, I like, when the distance was in place as well like I, I think it was great um and crowded I'm like and, it's so tight now yeah and people <laughs> are near enough kissing each other now <laughs> ah I know that's always everyone's joke They're like oh are you kissing your husband again I'm like I'm married okay yeah. like I have a right yeah but no I just, I've been at events now where you're like you're just crammed in like cattle right like you're so like touching shoulders jam. And I'm like, this isn't fun. You yeah. know, at the same time, I loved going to weddings where they had the little, like, you're supposed to dance, like, seven <laughs> feet apart. And I'm like, that, that's not dancing. <laughs> yeah, I, I I went to a wedding um, and it was cancelled. Maybe a little bit like our interviewers. <laughs> but not as far. It was longer. It was, like, years. It, it, it firstly supposed to be um, well, my wedding. It, it, it was my brother's, actually. Um, but um, uh-huh. I it, it it was supposed to be like I think twenty eighteen, then it moved to twenty nineteen, and then eventually was it like twenty twenty one, um, yeah. and the yeah the, the good thing was like like well there was no it this was really nicely done the wedding because everyone was made sure that they had to isolate for like three weeks or something, um, okay. so so they they wouldn't so so they wouldn't um be so they wouldn't have covid or, or anything and that that, yes. that 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 was the best thing even though you don't know that, that they might still have brought something but um that was made it really safe and probably that's probably the first time i was out my comfort zone um or, right. or, more, or more in my comfort zone actually um because yeah. um, well both because you're yeah, like in both. public it's a bigger event but you yeah. know you're safe yeah Australia. yeah and uh <laughs> it was it was very funny it was very funny um, because like like the dance floor that you can't there there was no social distancing, but the good it was it, it was just really fun because that was probably yeah. the first let's say event I probably yeah. met people during COVID um really um and then since then I'll do events now and then um um I feel you my wedding was the same way I got married in two thousand and nineteen and. My husband and I were talking about it. Or sorry, 2020. I graduated in 2019. Um, and we were like right when the vaccine had came out. <laughs> so everyone got vaccinated. I'm a high risk health person, right? Like I was like, yeah. I cannot 
Um, and so everyone who came to the wedding, it was outdoors for the most part. We were able to dance under the stars um, and it was a sensory friendly wedding. And I, all my, all my advocate friends, they're like, can every wedding be like this? Because <laughs> we both like, I wanted to have a fun night. Okay, it's my wedding. I don't want to be overstimulated by my own wedding. Um, and so that was, it was a lot of fun. And I think that like, you know, it's so funny, like how much weddings now have changed after the pandemic. We could have fun with that another time. But like planning a wedding like during COVID was just like, and then being autistic teaching full time, having to go from like in-person teaching to at home. It was like COVID-19 taught me things I never thought I could do that I did pretty well. So <laughs> I think that's the best part about it, isn't it? That like could do a lot of things, have more, maybe a little bit more time, maybe to do things than before. Um, um, because I, I, I never heard of Zoom before uh, COVID at all. Um I, I thought <laughs> I thought it was something really close or something like that like you know like I thought it was cars yeah yeah <laughs> was... we're using zoom and I'm like we're going in cars for a meeting and my friends are like oh sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, now... <laughs> that's it like like how, how 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 are you with like um sarcasm with, with... oh I love it so the funny story about sarcasm is I used to not know it until I met my husband and his whole family's super snarky too. And I inherited three amazing brothers. And it's so funny because like, he used to be really snar- snarky with me and I'd cry. I would take him so literally I would cry. And then I had to come out that I was autistic and he was like, oh, what's okay. I'll go look at he, He's like, I never really heard of autism. I'll go look into it. Uh, but he never treated me differently. You know, he, my mother was like, you have to talk to this. And my family, she was more of my mother was like, try doing this. Like, just don't. And my Chad's like, my husband was like, no, I'm going to be snarky with Corinne. She'll learn it. <laughs> and if she doesn't like it, we're not meant to be together. And I learned sarcasm through that actually. So like they say, the best way to learn a language is you're fully immersed in it. Right. I was fully immersed with my husband in sarcasm. And now I am fluent. It's one of my favorite languages that I speak. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to like really bad health issues. Hmm. So like I'll tell people, I'm like, ah, oh, my, you know, my body just really had to dance. I just forgot dancing, but you know, I really wanted to dance today. I'm just not there for it. And that's like my seizure. <laughs> or yeah. I call them chicken dances. I was like, I just had to do the chicken dance, you know, I had to go freak out, go berserk. And sorry, you have to remember it because I don't, you know, and so it makes that's it good. really, it's like a use of gallows humor and sarcasm has been really. I don't know about you, but like such serious like health issues, it is nice to have that, right? Where you're like adding kind of a humor to something so horrible. Yeah, yeah, I I, I completely agree. Like with health conditions and like how bad they can be, sometimes it is it, it is good. You have to have laughter to it to it as well. We can't mm-hmm. be feeling sorry for ourselves like every minute of the day because that that's just not yeah. good for our mental health, really. So we just laugh about it so like like you might blame it for some reason <laughs> like it like it, like like in certain situations you might say oh sorry, like, I can't I, I, like or, or, or it, it's uh so, so someone else that people have like, I, I don't want me out today I'm too tired um like my my, my health issues are playing up I, I don't want to come I, I don't want to I don't, I don't want to come today <laughs> I've done that too I can't tell you how many times I've done that where it's like 
um, there's an event and I'm like, I'm exhausted. I had a really rough seizure night and I have really understanding friends. <laughs> you know, I've never, I mean, friends who guilted me, I just stopped talking because I was like, well, you know, the world just can fall around you and you're not really worth my time. So I, I just, that's the, I see, like I said, I'm like, my seizures helped so much because I was like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. It it is one of those things, and like 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 of my sarcasm, it's like when I was like maybe in like primary school, like really early, early on in my school life, I would very much get offended of of anything that someone said to me, um, and I would cry as well, like 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 you, and um, as soon as I got to maybe my later school life, um, and then gone into college, I would be really sarcastic about near enough anything. I would be the joker in the class. I would be known as the joker in the class. People would just, uh, sometimes I would think, oh, people actually laughing at me, I'd be mean, or are they just laughing at anything I say? But weirdly enough, I would say stuff and, and people would just laugh. The way I'm speaking, I'm not even saying a joke. Um, and sometimes, because I, I wanted to be funny, I, I would sometimes be sarcastic in a tone that doesn't come across sarcastic. So I'd be maybe speaking like I am now, and I, yeah. I could be sarcastic where people would think I'm being serious. And I'll get the question, are you being serious? I'll say, yeah, 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 I am, yeah. Um, like, it might be on the game, like, uh, <laughs> or just an everyday life, like, uh, or something. But I just find it funny. And I think you've got to have a joke. You, you have to have jokes now and then, otherwise it's yeah, yeah. boring. You can't take yourself too seriously. And I have a girlfriend who still doesn't really understand sarcasm. And so I use a tone. Like, I have, like, a played out tone I'm like oh my god and she's like that's <laughs> <laughs> kind of like our joke and then we laugh her husband and I laugh at her um she's not laughing but we're gonna laugh for her so huh. yeah um but and I think that's like the intention is there and I guess like our last maybe our last topic is like that intention I think is something that's like people forget we usually have good intentions like 99% of people I feel have good intentions Right. Like we're not doing this to hurt someone. We're not trying to harm them. You know, they have good intentions and you now things can be misconstrued. Right. There can be huge misunderstandings, but like most people in the world have good intentions, especially in advocacy. Like, yeah. you know, I've only met like, God, I didn't want to say like two, three people. I would honestly say like two people where I was like, are you having good intentions? out of like all the neurodiverse advocates I've worked with, which is like hundreds. So like, I think that is something I wish, I also, you know, if I want someone to have empathy and understanding, I feel I have to do the same for them. Yeah. And I think that give and take is sometimes missing in a lot of um, interactions within the neurodiverse community. You know? Yeah. You and I are giving and taking today, right? Yeah. <laughs> Having a blast yeah. We're talking. We're having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's great. Like, like I like all these new words, like neurodiverse, um, all all the, all these kind of words that have only, to me, come across quite recently. Like, they haven't been Definitely. that long. Definitely. Yeah, neurodiverse, neurodistinct is another one, um, that people have issues with, and I, I just think there's it's so you know interesting to watch that like words have power right and so I like the term neurodiverse neurodistinct because you know like I said 
I have an English degree and my inner English degree when I work, disability isn't a bad word. I want to start with that. But my inner English degree looks at the word. I love words, my problem. And the prefix of the word is dis, which means the inability to, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just, that's where I come from, but it's not like, I'm not going to go cry if someone uses the word disability. (laughs) It's an OG old school word. Like it has been used for hundreds of years. So I agree with you. I like how terminologies like neurodiversity, neuro, neuro, like like neuro, 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 right? (laughs) And the idea of changing it to like our brains work differently. So I love that. And I think that like, it yeah. does feel like it fits better, right? Like we're a different brain type. Yeah, it's more accepting, okay. I guess, as well, because it may not just fall under autism, it may fall under other things as as well. As it does, and that's why I like neurodiversity. Um, I feel like it's the new term for disability, um, right? Like we have, our brains just work differently. It's not less, it's not greater, it's just different. Um, yeah, you've got words like disability, disorder, um and th- those kind of words are like it- it's just what fits the person i guess like i i i would rather identify as a person with a disability than a disorder but just as that's just my my opinion and i know there's people out there in the autistic community who would be different they would prefer to be called disorder um but um what feels right right yeah. words are so personal what feels right <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. they are they are and whatever someone's preference you may question to yourself like in your own mind like why 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 would that be that way but it's just like we're all different and that's the best thing about it um like uh i think we'd all rather there not be like words uh like with the word dis on it but um it's it's what it is and like we just make it as positive as we can sometimes like like with a yeah. disability maybe turn into like an ability because there's so much a a a but it's under like autism and lots of other things under that bracket. But I think it, it, it's it's like uh, just learning like all these lovely new words like in the in the community is great. Um, like yeah, just, just I agree. It. I think it creates. Sorry to interrupt. Like it creates this like more of like a harmonious and I neurodiversity isn't just autism. That's why I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, it is like it addresses like. A lot of different disabilities and so I I think that's my thing is like I I found my own advocacy I didn't want to focus just on autism I wanted to help everyone right like how could I help yeah. as many people as possible you know and as many different disabilities as possible but in a productive manner that is going to empower them to be the best they can be um and yeah I think it's like it we have a long road ahead of us still and I think that my only I think downfall is social media it's done so much good and so much evil (laughs) and so I think that that's kind of where I stand on it it's like you have autism speaks with the odd mom concept of like you know we want to cure with heuristical theories on autism and then you have the opposite of we should be able to unmask, be ourselves, never have to kind of appease anybody. And so you're kind of like, most people fall in the middle, <laughs> right? Yeah. We're like in the middle here. And so the extremes on social media seem to like drive the story a lot. And that, cool. 
you know, he didn't ask, but like, if that was one thing I could change, that's the one thing I would change in advocacy um, is that the extremes don't get like so thrust to the forefront, you know, but that's happening everywhere. (laughs) It's not just in our advocacy. It it really is. Like within the autism speaks, like, like you say, just, I think any organization needs to get a fact right before they actually do it. And, and, I I I I did have um actually a person um from from America too that that was came on uh, for a conversation about their story and that they got brought up because of autism speaks right, like about how it brought up about how bad autism is and it's a bad thing and and then actually learn that get older it's not it's completely wrong so um I think more places need to be. They need to be taught. Even people under organisations themselves, I think, sometimes, if they're taught actually themselves, they wouldn't be spreading this information. I don't know why they do it. Maybe they feel like they're right in their own little yeah. way, in their own in their own mind, that mm-hmm. they probably do think they're right, but but they're not there. As we know, they're wrong, um, and it isn't. I was bad. taught autism was wrong growing up. Mm-hmm. I was taught I had overcome autism and that I had to continue to overcome my autism. And so, you know, now as an adult, I'm like, no, <laughs> you know. I, I, I was the same. And it doesn't have to be involved with an organization either. It can just be our own selves. Like, I, I, I was, um, I, I hated being autistic as growing up. I, I just didn't want to have it. I, I, I literally thought it was a disease. I, I thought every name under the sun that you can name, I, I, I just didn't like it. I didn't like I was different. I didn't like people were better than me at certain things. Um, I am quite competitive, but I just didn't Same, like it. Same, right? I'm uh, like, I'm tired of losing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> and if I say, so, I don't know if you're like this, but if you know something and someone else tells you you're wrong, you just get really annoyed about it, like, because you know it is right and they're saying it's wrong. <laughs> That's why I said I like masks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In public, I'm like, I don't know if that means you can't see me. Yeah, I feel you. And I think that, like, there is the other side that almost sometimes I've seen shame people for saying that we had shame with our autism, right? Yeah. Like, how dare you? You shouldn't have a shame. I'm like, but that's like, that's, I feel like a part of our growth, right? Like as human beings, like we had to, uh, what is this thing? <laughs> you know, yeah. and I think that it's important to have these conversations candidly about like, autism is not some superpower. Oh God, if we could ask that again. Like, you know, it's not, I don't know. Everyone's like, it's amazing. And I'm like, isn't it? I really don't feel like it's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) There are some days I'm like, cool. Other days I'm like. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I think in our own way, we can be our own hero, but not a superhero. Like, um, like, we're not, so we can't save the world. We can't, I would agree if 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 we could, like, I don't know, save the world or prevent things like COVID, for example, pre- prevent that from happening. That would be great. Yeah, that would be nice, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> um, but unfortunately, it's not. I, mean, I, I would love to say it is. Like, I was actually brought up thinking that, actually, growing up, I thought autism is a superpower. And I, I literally just thought that. I had t shirts saying it, and it was, it, it was the main thing, wasn't it? Like, just yeah. growing up, that autism is your superpower. Um, but it might be a power it is a power because it is a power but like we may be really good at certain things but we're also not good at everything 
no one is but... i say it's a gift and a curse right yeah. gives you a lot and it takes a lot <laughs> yeah definitely like what 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 is like because of course with autism speak had the, the the bricks um and then like more so now is the infinity symbol like what 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 is your opinion between like the pair like the bricks and the infinity symbol oh see i i didn't have an issue with the puzzle piece but i look at them as a symbol up to interpretation so like i liked the puzzle piece i learned the origins of the puzzle piece and i get why people have issues with it so the origins of the puzzle piece is that people were puzzled by us and that's why they did that mm. <laughs> so i was like whoa like but i found i like the puzzle piece because i i am very rigid right and i have to find the place i belong and so yeah. i found the place i belong um but for others it was an uproar um and the infinity symbol i like right i have no problem with that it's a great symbol i think it's you know it's this idea of like you know I don't, for me, they're all symbols, right? Yeah. And so like whatever vibes with a person, I think is the symbol we could use. Yeah. I think the problem is they're trying to put, and the reason I like the infinity symbol, there's so many different people on the spectrum that I don't think just one symbol or one color could represent us. That's why I like the rainbows, right? Because I'm like, I think that all disabilities were all like a rainbow. Yeah. Um, and so I... I guess that's my kind of opinion on it is like I'm not gonna go to bat for somebody like you know because they don't like the puzzle piece I'm gonna listen to their perspective yeah um, and I think most people hate the puzzle piece because of autism speaks yeah I think, I think that's <laughs> the main reason isn't it like it's because they have it in their logo and they they, they, they think it's broken like autistic people are broken um but I, 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 and they say that and you're like what? <laughs> yeah yeah no i i i love the uh the actual puzzle piece in before i even know about autism speaks um like i i literally i had tops um and, and more so now the primary reason i don't, I maybe don't use it but i just just don't want confrontations with people um and because if it, it's just a necessary thing because you know people moan you know if, if 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 you use it and i i, I actually i i had that i was when I created the logo um, for my podcast, yeah. I did have bricks in it to represent the autism. And then um, right. um, I I changed it to, I didn't actually use the infinity sign. I changed okay. it to something completely different, like just like a, a ribbon because Crohn's is a ribbon and and I yeah. changed it to a little bit like the infinity, but a little bit like Chrome. So I changed it just for no confrontation for people. Um, but yeah I, I don't mind it I don't mind both like I, I know someone who came on my podcast last year she has a tattoo of the infinity sign and the puzzle which I love because like it's nothing to do with people that you don't like it's just you you like a puzzle people like puzzles people like a jigsaw yeah and I think that is the example of the community going so hard at each other over something so minuscule <laughs> yeah it's like, only a little thing. right it, like you know, and it's almost, I feel like, letting autism speaks win if we're going to be so anti-puzzle piece. And I, I'm calm, I'm I'm a competitive person, and I won't let them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, well, I don't know if we're winning or losing, but, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm just like, uh, you know, I guess for me, I feel for you, because I have, like, a, um, I have, like, a shirt, and there's, like, a few other things where people are, like, that maker, like, da-da-da-da-da, and I'm like, we all have a right to choose. 
okay i choose to wear it i can wear what i want <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you can't like really decide that um but i think it was like it was it was i really liked it at the start and then i think it even looks it, it was good that we actually was mentioned on an episode in the first place to be to be honest because I felt a lot of the logo better now than it was before when I had the puzzle piece on it. Nothing to do with liking or disliking it. I just, I just think it, mm. it, it looks better and it's changed half a dozen times. But I think at the moment it That's is. Right. It's really good. Um, <laughs> it changes as you change. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's life. Everything changes. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, but I just wanted to go back to like sounds because, uh, like, I know you said you you don't like sounds and I don't like sounds as well actually. Um, Okay. Like I, I, um, it's 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 really weird, um, because I will I don't like little sounds. So for example, if say you're making a cup of tea, or or, or something, um, let, let let's have a scenario where I'm around yours for a cup of tea, um, and um, you're making me a cup of tea, Karen, and you're making a load of noise. You, you, you know when you have the teaspoon, you put it at the bottom of the cup and you make a really like that racket. Yeah. Um. That, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like and make like metal noise like around the cup, um, and I get really annoyed about that. And, and um, I will I, I don't know about, I don't know about you with certain noises, but I will process if a noise needs to be made, like loudly. Um, so uh, soup, soup for me doesn't need to make any noise until you're at the bottom of nearly it all gone. If you're making noise at the start, I I'll say, oh, mate, I don't need to make so much noise. I get really irritated by that. <laughs> I love it. Could you please stop being? Yeah. I uh, yeah. I feel you. Mine's slightly different, but I actually know a lot of people with the cups. So like, I usually have a a big teacup, like a big mug, and I like put cream of wheat in it, and I'll stir it. And a couple of girls I work with, they're like, "Mute yourself, please, sweetheart. Mute it. It's killing me because <laughs> I'm stirring it because you have to keep like the cream of wheat, right? So yeah. uh. I feel you because I'm more interactive with people like that. I'm like, okay, I'll just mute myself, right? Or I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll just like, you know, I made the joke and I'm like, plug your ears. I'm going to make a noise. <laughs> but I, for me, I had, um, when I was born, doctors, I was technically born deaf. And so my parents put big tubes in my ears. So like a lot of, I have a lot of scar tissue in there. And doctors always tell me and my husband now, they're like, she is like 2020 hearing. Like I can hear so like, really well and so it's frustrating because we have a fountain outside my house and it goes all day so i can't even open my like door to my patio within like 30 minutes i'm like i have a headache like it's not going to end well so i it's a consistent noise um we had to change the we have a turtle and we had to change her her tank because the noise yeah so um and i can always tell when my pepper filters down because it was eh, and i'm like so i loud noises out of nowhere i will always flinch and freeze and then just those like appliance noises are my big like you know i am kind of like a cat i don't really like the vacuum (laughs) yeah i i I don't like it if i'm doing something like if someone's got the hoover on and um, and then I'll put the tally up to full volume if I'm watching something and someone's hoovering and they'll say, turn it down, turn it down. Well, I'll, I'm not turning it down. I can't hear it. <laughs> um, I, yeah, no. yeah, I'm really lucky. My husband, he does a lot of the vacuuming and he's always like, hey, honey, I'm going to vacuum. So I just go into a different room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bye. 
yeah. and then a couple times he's literally just handed me headphones yeah. i'm not kidding you he's like listen to your music i'm in a band <laughs> yeah so I... that like those are combinations we make in our life right like you, yeah. you turn up your volume loud because i can't stand the tv that loud at all no, no. so i said i am like really sensitive to really loud noises and i get like headaches and then like i don't want to have a seat here <laughs> yeah so i think that it's just, yeah and that's the beautiful thing about the spectrum right you and i both don't like noises but different that's right that, that, that's right like um like with noises uh if someone else like it's different if someone else does it to me so if i did it i wouldn't have no problem um and mm-hmm. if so this say I'm in like the lunch or at school, I'll be completely fine with that because multiple people making noises. It's just if someone making the odd noise or eating, like as well as eating, like people eating, like if they're putting their forks on the plate, lots of stuff is forks on the plate, or they're just eating very loud. I will get really irritated by that, but I'll be right if I go to a football match, um, like cheering on, and and neurotypical people will probably say. Like, why can you do that? Like, surely the larger events will be more impactful to you. And I said, no, it's 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 definitely not. It's more the 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 little sounds that have more effect. And it's great because, like, I've noticed at big events, you kind of just you can ignore it, <laughs> right? You just like ignore. But With if it is a one on one, yeah, right? yeah, you're like I'm hyper focused on it yeah. now. I hear everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're more focused on what's what you want to be focused on and not as focused on um but but as well that, that's a really good thing about events because you can be like really um processing what other people saying around you um and like newton on their conversation sometimes and what you what they yes. don't know um like like so sometimes i do a lot with my students yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, i heard you and they're like <laughs> yeah and I, I i i normally when i would go to the football because I haven't now a very long time because of like COVID and been in you know, a compromise and no rules anymore. Um, and I, I feel really like I don't know, I feel really because I'd wear my mask and no one else will wear it, and they'll be looking at like, well, why are you wearing your mask? Um, so uh, I, I would, I know what you mean, yeah, I, I, would, I would do that. And find me when I would go, uh, there was always be a person checking the football scores halfway through a game, so I wouldn't have to get my phone out. Um, because I don't like to get my phone out like if there's lots of people because I just I don't know a lot of people nick phones yeah. <laughs> yeah we have our weird quirks and we that's who we are right and we find people that accept us for our weird little quirks and they have their own you know typical or not we all have our own little fun quirks so I think that like yeah I I think embrace yourself you you know people don't kind of we can't force our opinions and views on others but we can love ourselves right like lead by example is always something i firmly believe in we 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 definitely can and i i i think like something that really helps like uh, i see a lot of autistic people that helps a lot of people is like music and um i think i i love music so it what i do when I do writing or if I'm writing up a podcast or just doing stuff afterwards, I will have to listen to like a soundtrack or music. Otherwise I can't concentrate at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, same. And I used it a lot as a teacher. Like, so I had the music come on kids knew that was like the one on work time. Right. Like, and I always had like non uh, lyric to music. Um, and it's called like bebop noises. And all my students, they used to have them walk in and they, it'd be happy music. And they'd be like, Ms. Gilmore's trying to make us all happy. What if we want to be sad? 
so wow. yeah I, I i love music it's a really good tool to help people with a lot of things yeah yeah i mean right. do you, <laughs> i'm gonna do probably you... pop on some tunes after this to yeah. be honest yeah. you've, you've got it now <laughs> yeah yeah that songs in my hand yeah. yeah, you 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 you're gonna play that after straight after, aren't you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I love it, soundtracks actually. Like 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 Doctor Who, for example. I That's I will I will listen to Doctor Who soundtracks on all time. Um, and what I do when I listen to them because I, like uh, another interest of mine is doing like cosplay and and Doctor Who. I do a lot of that. Like I I will dress up as the tenth Doctor a lot of the time. Or it might be a character. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I, so cool. I I do it, and I've done that ever since I created the podcast. Actually, um, I did it near enough simultaneously, um, so one each, um, and like I've done it ever since. And like same thing, of like like with you could say the neurotypicals of cosplay. Actually, like as a start, I would get a load of hate. So you don't look like the character. Uh, you you're not wearing the same clothes. Well, at the start I didn't, but that's the whole point. Like you're not supposed to look like the actual character facially. Um, it's just doing yeah. what you're interested in. Oh, I feel you. I my husband and I we've got an Edwardian. There's this thing called the Edwardian ball where you dress like you're from like the era. I mean, I love cosplay and music and just really kind of we're imaginative. There are many autistic individuals who are really imaginative like we have amazing imaginations so yeah i mean just dream the world needs dreamers you know yeah 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 it's great it is great and um i i i've i've loved it because like it's it's my main interest i talk about um even when people don't like it i just don't watch it anyway but i i think it's great and i actually last year my interest was to go to different locations where it was uh um and i think that's interesting with anything um yeah just going to a place where you've seen on telly or or you've uh, something you're really passionate about and it's quite funny once i did i went to my local beach and um you had i was doing videos i was doing videos it was, it was easter it was these easter videos i was doing um and i know it's not too long till easter really now but um um i had these people looking at me when I was doing these, uh, this set of videos, and I think they thought I was casting on Doctor Who because I had all Doctor Who play, clothes on. Um, and I had actually, when I went to a location last year, I had these, I had these kids come up to me saying, they have a photograph. They wanted a photograph of me. I presume they thought <laughs> I was on Doctor Who or some sort of filming was going ahead because you had to have all these filming stuff around. And I was like, no, no, not Doctor Who. But I, I don't know if I was very friendly because, because at the time, um, I want no one in the um the scene, and it takes about a minute, yeah. a minute to do it. And I wanted to wait because this was a pathway in like these um this park, and I wanted it where no one was walking by. And I'm ni- I'm midway through the video, and this this kid comes up to me saying, oh, oh. "Are you uh, <laughs> are you Doctor Who? Are you Doctor Who?" And I want a picture on a picture. I was like. Oh, I've got to do it. Uh, uh, you. <laughs> I've got it again. <laughs> um, I mean, um, and then after I thought, I thought, it's not a bad thing that it's natural, isn't it, to get people in the video? Um, but uh, at the same time, uh, it was where I was. It's a talking video. I was explaining it was filmed here, um, and yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. One of the right. Kids things. do that. You're just like, yeah. 
well, they kids teach you to be flexible. Yeah. And I think that's why I've become so flexible um, in my own neurodiverse experience because yeah. I work with kids. You have to be. Yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I would not survive. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've worked with kids as well, like not teacher, of course. Um, yeah. Like I've done, like I've spoken about the Mike School Council, which is like an organization I'm part of, which does loads of different things like, like mental health, autism. Um, so many different topics. You've got the deaf awareness. You've got so many different things in, in there. And um, a few years ago, I did a reach out speak out program, which I, I created it. I created the whole thing with a, a, a good friend of mine who's part of it. And I haven't done it for a while, probably because of COVID. At some point, I would love to bring it back because it's more better. Do. It's more better in a school environment or in a person environment. Yeah. Because, because it, we did it the year COVID hit. But like, uh, <laughs> right. um, yeah. So it was really early 2020. So we we heard about COVID and we thought we want to get this really quickly done. We we had the, like a, a like an older group and a younger group. Um, so we wanted to get it done. Um, in that time period, um, and it it went so good. So you had everyone really enjoyed it. They wanted to come back for it again. Um, so we decided because of course it was locked down the following year. So we decided to do it online and it didn't, it wasn't as good. Uh, not as yeah. many people joined. So at some point, um, I would love to bring it back because it it, it <laughs> was it was great. Like you would teach different things about maybe autism, like how people are yeah. different and how they're accepting about it and kind of raising awareness how the acceptance of your autism lot like I was or sharing it. Yeah. Uh, sharing it. So that, that was really good. And then, yeah. Yeah, I hope you're able to. Yeah, um, and there's so many different things getting involved, and it was created in I think 2011, uh, or 2012, or 2010, one of those three. Um, I, I, I should know because it was the anniversary last year, like the 10 year anniversary. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, right. and then like they created a book in that, and it's great. Like there's so much, like the loads are ambassadors as well, and and I think the plan is with it is to kind of get bigger so at the minute it's only in a part of england but the plan is like to go to america to to to, to abroad to different countries where people can notice mm. it and like share their experience or even have ambassadors or people across the world but like it's something that i guess helped me like in the especially doing things not just podcasts podcast is just something i chose to do but this has been going mm. longer which i don't know it, it, it's something like you love doing it's it's, it's like it's you don't get paid for doing it. You do it on your own accord. Um, yeah. Who knows? You might get paid in the future. Nice. <laughs> I hope so one day. It sounds amazing. Yeah. If you ever come to like California or the United States, let me know. I would love to help out. That. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Definitely. I think that I think that'd be great. But who knows? It like we might be able to meet one day, Karen. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> one day. Right. And the baby. List of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it on, put it on the list. Uh, like we say that all the time to people, don't we? It never happens. <laughs> but you know, it's it's okay. I think life is supposed to be like if you like people, you connect, right? And, yeah. Yeah. I've, is I've, there I've, anything else you wanted from yeah. me? <laughs> um, I think that's about it, really. I think we covered so much, like a lot, lots <laughs> of different things. Um, just the last thing is, what do you have anything you want to add or any advice that you want to say? Finish up. I would say just be yourself. You're not alone. Um, and remember, there's lots of resources out there. You just got to find them. And it's just, it's a search. <laughs> and find the people you vibe with, right? Like, hmm. 
So yeah, that's it. yeah. Lock <laughs> off. <laughs> thank you, Karen, and fa- 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 thank you to anyone watching today or. If you're listening, um, we hope you've enjoyed it as, as much as us on this long-awaited <laughs> yeah. episode on the podcast. But it's been really awesome. But for, thank you again, Karen, and I'm glad you've enjoyed it. Yes, thank you so much too, Mason. <laughs> <laughs>